Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the episode of Hypecast! Hypecast! Uh, Hypecast! It's, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And who do we got here today? Hey, everybody. I cannot match who the is energy this? of the hosts. This is Jason Pargin again. Uh, yeah. But I'm not... Man, I sound bummed out, don't I? I'm not, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to be. Well, it's just... It's just how you sound. You're, f- you're <laughs> fine, yeah. I was going to say, if you, you if you matched our enthusiasm, I think people would be alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm just, I'm just caffeinated. Like, it's, there's different, I'm dead inside, but like, I'm just, I, I'm able oh, yeah. to fake no, it. I'm an animated husk. Yeah, let's. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're, we're year one of, like, of the quarantine now. Uh, so. Is there a. You know, there's just I, is I don't there know. like a German word for when you have caffeinated yourself through the depression? <laughs> Probably like that feeling yeah. of you're vibrating, but also you're dead inside, as Tom just described. There's got to be a, a word right. for it because something like two billion people are now operating this way just to get through, yeah. just to get through their workday. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I, I'm. <laughs> I'm the DeLorean being pushed by a train off a cliff right now. Yeah. <laughs> just my, my husk just getting shoved just, along. Just shouting all the way down. Yeah. God yeah. damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There should be a word for that. There probably um, is. Yeah. But Jason, welcome. You you had uh you've been you've been on some We Just Watched, but you haven't done a hypecast for a bit. Uh yeah, we did one. So we're happy in- to have you back. In June of last year, that if anybody wants to dig it up, this it was our sort of where are we in the pandemic show, and we did like a roundup of okay, yeah. summer movies have been bumped. Where did they go? What's the status? When is, you know, when do theaters come back into full swing? And at the time, you know, again June last year, you know, lockdown started in March. We thought we were like pandemic veterans at that point it's like okay you know we've settled into a rhythm we know the deal let's what what is hollywood what's this new reality look like you listen to that now it sounds like it's 20 years ago it's it, it's like when you watch movies right. that are set pre 9 11 and like they're doing shenanigans in an airport and it just looks alien it's it sounds we were so yeah, ignorant of how far away we were from the dawn Right, it's like the opening couple of seconds of the Sapruder film. Yeah, 
wherever he's just like uh, doing great, <laughs> having a great day. Everybody's just really excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, we're, my God, we were probably talking about like, oh no, these movies are going to be delayed by six months. And now HBO is just like, well, I guess you can watch Dune on your television. Uh, like the Hollywood has given up on that. Pretty much. It's incredible. I mean, we'll get to it later, but it's incredible to think about some of the movies that we thought we would have not only watched by now, but like would be able to rent uh, that are still not out. Yeah, um, yeah. Like we're gonna get into it, but like the big one, I mean, obviously is is like No Time to Die because that was originally supposed to come out in like November of 2019, right? And it's it's now gonna come out in, in next year. <laughs> yeah, well, they moved. We, it again. we mentioned this last episode. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we 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 mentioned this last episode. They had to reshoot to update the product placement. Yeah, uh, because it's so, it's so old. freaking old. It's so freaking old. <laughs> yeah, those products do not exist uh, anymore. It's, it's <laughs> and so many of those restaurant yeah, chains have folded since they. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. It's like the worst possible version of all of those Wonder Woman Doritos bags that sat on the shelves all summer. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, well, (laughs) these are perishable. Uh, We got to put them out. Yeah. My goodness. Um, Well, let's let's get into the trailers. Yeah, Um, yeah, let's do that thing. But first, we got some producers to name. So, yeah, we're going to do that thing first. So let's uh. Let's thank some producers, starting with Ryan, the silly money goose. Uh, that sure. was really growing on me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really feeling that. You know, the longer uh, I sit with it, the more, um, the more I'm, um, I'm uh, uh, growing to it. Warming oh up yeah. To it. Uh, thank you to Chester's Prophet. Uh, thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Okay. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. I do. Uh, Thank you to Doc. Wear a mask, you fucks. Garby. Uh, Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Just Steven. Sure. Thank you to... (laughs) I I also appreciate that one a lot. Thank you to Down Home Chicken Peacock. Uh, Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to Hey, Fuck You, I'm Happy Ed. (laughs) Uh, Also growing on me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we did a whole thing uh, a couple of episodes yeah. ago <laughs> oh yeah where it was just it was originally just happy ed and we were like how dare yeah. you happy ed how dare you rub our faces in it yeah have you had double downed um Let's let me jump fair. in here let me jump in here uh thank you uh, thank you to i was born to stare thank you i get a dra- dragon of the bus driving vampire thank you thanks to tiger Joyce pratt thompson raindrops keep falling on my head not singing that yep, uh thank you to chloe rice Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you, Dan. Thank you to the Kool-Aid Man says, the only unity we need is the homogenous mixture of flavor inside me. Viva la resistance. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnson's time machine noise. Thank you. Thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you, Pete. And thanks to Glitterous. Glitterous. Mm. Always a pleasure. Our lovely Glitterous. producers. I was okay, so this first trailer. Pete Vorpagel and trying to figure out what pun that was supposed to be and then finally realized that's probably just the guy's name. 
(laughs) (laughs) It might literally just be his name. (laughs) Another wacky one here, Pete for for Pagel. Um, He did always specify it rhymes with bagel, and I had that in here for a while, for like way too long. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it it, it dawned on me. Yeah, Yeah, we had figured it out. In fact, I don't even know if we ever needed that, Uh, but it was a nice guide. If other people, other producers want to tell us what their name rhymes with, even if it's really obvious, just go ahead and do that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, all right. Yeah. First trailer for The Nevers. Yeah. This is that HBO show that Joss Whedon was making um, and then abruptly left the project. Right. Um, this is just old timey X-Men? Essentially, it's very Joss Whedon. It's like Victorian X-Men, it looks like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Look, okay. See, I'm not, I'm not bringing, I'm not trying to bring a bummer energy to the show. The issue is, mm-hmm. I love that that's your theme for this, this one. Let me, okay. Like, like, like the, our first thing here, this is an HBO miniseries. The, to set the scene here, normally in Hollywood, January is a garbage dump of projects that were not big enough to come out during the holiday season. So it's usually a bunch of crap January, early, early February, but you get into February, you know, the summer movie season typically starts in March, right? Like that's when, uh, Captain Marvel came out. Like that's usually, you know, fast and furious movies often come out in mid to late March. So at this stage in February, it's still normally kind of a wasteland, but it's okay because you're on the cusp of a lot of stuff. Like you would have the latest trailer coming out for whatever. I mean, I think Avengers Endgame was a late March release. Like you would have... It was like April, but yeah. Yeah. So you would... Either way, you would have like a final trailer for that. You would have like a lot of stuff coming out. We're in a really weird place because... Some of these 2020 releases are coming, but they have not been shooting movies. If people got to realize, I talked to someone last week, someone with an animation studio. They have something like, as an animation studio, something like 500% more projects than what they had two years ago. Because that's the only thing you can still make. Because animation can, of course, be done over remotely entirely remotely you could do the voice work in one city and you know all the production stuff is done over zoom calls but they said even now even right now you know february 2021 like for the most part you cannot get a film shoot because the insurers won't insure the shoot because you can't because of covid so Yes, the the stuff we're going to talk about later that's coming out this summer is mostly stuff bumped from last year, but there's not the stuff that was supposed to come out in 2021. That stuff is, for the most part, still on hold. Like they, you know, that whole um, Tom Cruise rant on the set of Mission Impossible. That's what that rant was mm-hmm. about because they're shooting in Europe and they were able to hop to a bunch of countries where they have COVID under control. That what he was yelling at his crew about for violating protocols is like, you know, this this movie set, we're we're trying to prove to these insurance companies that you can do a safe movie shoot so that they can start making movies again. I don't think people realize stuff has not been shot like there's some there's some productions, but yeah, not much. I think it's. Yeah, not a lot. It's part of it's part of why they a lot of them did delays, I feel like 
is like they yeah they could put a lot of stuff on streaming and they'll take a hit for that but also there's going to be a gap uh for the reason that you're pointing out like they just have to sort of pace themselves now uh and there's no way to go there's no good way i feel like to go about it right so there's a lot of just stuff that they filmed pre-pandemic that they Mm -hmm. it feels like they're stretching it out i don't know some stuff there has been other things when was this made um i don't know it looks like they ramped up shooting in october i don't know what country it was being shot in but i don't think Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it was shot in the usa but they are like we're going to talk about later on about the snyder cut you know and and they wound up shooting some additional Mm -hmm. stuff for that but they wound up like like one thing they had the actor was in London and they just directed it over Zoom and had them like just act in front of a blue screen right. and then they just painted in they, like that's what they had to cobble together and that's the freaking seventy million dollar Snyder cut and they just needed yeah. you know a few extra scenes that's... and they just picked it up by patchwork uh, you know it, it just remote doing remote work because it's all just going to be CGI'd in anyway like this you just need a room with a blue right, curtain yeah. over it so that's how they were able to pull that off but it's i'm curious to see how it's going to look because knowing how they kind of just cobbled it together like grabbing stuff when they could you're going to have like actors grafted in digitally that weren't in the same city or whatever so i don't know so right. like this show i i hope it's great this is what we've got instead of blockbuster movies i hope i hope it's a phenomenon i personally have not liked anything joss whedon has done in a long long time um but (laughs) maybe this will be his style feels really dated to me it's just me i'm not i know some of your your, your fans probably love him but that whole i don't know quippy style and the whole girl power via very thin women doing karate it just that feels right. 90s to me that feels like what we thought of as cool and edgy and progressive back when buffy was new but everybody copied buffy everybody copied that glib quippy style of dialogue where everybody talks the same and that's now i don't know it just feels passe like everything about this trailer feels like yeah a show that would have been the coolest that's... thing in the world in 2002 but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent my takeaway. Is I'm also really soured on well, just well, not not maybe necessarily soured, but like I definitely I can see all of the pieces uh, in his work if that makes sense. Like it's like oh, I like he's he's been doing the same thing for about three decades now. (laughs) Did he do Did he do Firefly? Yes. Okay, that might be the only thing he's did that i liked and i haven't gone back and rewatched it i didn't i didn't have the buffy thing so i i it feels like there's a lot there was a lot of goodwill towards him and like Mm -hmm. for a while we we mistakenly it feels like um attributed like the success of marvel to him when it was really like john favreau Uh, yeah uh, yeah. really starting it out and so i don't know i and then the, the news came out that he was kind of a creep um i'm not sure the specifics of that so i don't want to speak to it too much but it does feel like it hit sort of it's the like aaron sorkin thing where it's like there was a certain era where we're like this is great this is cutting edge right yeah he's this is the guy this is the guy yeah and then they don't really evolve and that's okay 
you know, I, I'll say the same thing about, like, say, Kevin Smith, who I am still a fan of, but I can't really defend either. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he just feels of a time, Josh Wheaton. And that time is, like, what, like, mid to late 2000s? It was I late 90s, say? early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith that was his a heyday. Good, um, that was, like, that was... Yeah, go ahead. Kevin Smith is a good comparison because I think even Kevin Smith would say that his style has not evolved. Like he's kind of chosen right. to be that guy. And again, as, as far as I can tell, extremely nice guy. Uh, he was always a huge cracked fan, like very complimentary to us. But he mm. he's very much doing the same thing he, he was doing. In, uh, and and that's, right. yeah. that's what he's chosen. <laughs> and he'd be the first person to say yeah, that. And yeah, and he yeah. intentionally like makes jokes about it and calls back to it in his movies. And he's decided he's going to make the stuff for these these fans and it's that same tone and he's going to wear those same, right. those same shorts. And that's, that's his thing. Uh, yeah. Joss Whedon, I feel like part of his deal was supposed to be like the style was, how do I explain it? It's like, this is too cool for, it's like, we're too smart for normal movies. It was like that scream era of it's all a nod and a wink. Like the characters in your show know they're in a show mm -hmm. kind of, and like they're aware of like Hollywood tropes and they make a bunch of like pop culture references and that sort of thing. So the whole thing was like, we're too cool for other entertainment. So it's all that sort of smirking at the camera thing where now that yeah. feels passe. It just, and like when he brings that, when, when you watch um, the Justice League and see the parts he inserted and it's that got that kind of, I don't the self-aware humor. It's the yeah. I just feel it's the we're too cool for our own movie. Yeah, exactly. Like like it's it's like yeah. Yeah, and, and the line he inserted in one of the Avengers movies where it's Hawkeye like like looks at the camera and yep. says, "I don't need, I don't even know why I'm in this movie or whatever." It's like okay, but that's not yeah. That was a really bold, edgy thing to say in like 1998, but now it's just yeah boring and uh that's a that's a mean thing for somebody who like writes fiction to say about another person who writes fiction but joss whedon is not going to hear this and he doesn't care what we say like uh, no no <laughs> no he's he's rich he's gonna he's, fine. he's gonna be fine yeah he can get yeah, anything made right. he wants made, and like you basically, said it like even now and so pretty much yeah um but anyway so yeah, I don't I hope know. this show is great. I hope this show is the greatest thing we need. We need something. It, I hope this is becomes a phenomenon. Yeah. I, I and uh it's I hope his fans watch it and it's I hope it makes their year. I I probably won't watch it or maybe I'll watch the first yeah. episode. Um uh, but who cares? I I'm not rooting for anything to fail anymore. We we can't afford it. We are, we can't, right. we can't afford it. In these trying times, we need stuff to be good. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, just make stuff that's good. There was I probably mentioned this on the Hypecast before, but Cody Johnston once proposed the most horrific uh, alternate reality where the last Star Wars didn't come out uh, and the pandemic hit and we're all waiting for it still. And that idea of like, imagine if we were all just like, ah, oh, new Star Wars is coming and it'll be the end of the pandemic and it'll be great. And then it's the movie that it was. Uh, it's that. It's like, I, I just need to like things. Uh, 
I, I, I just need it to not be Man, bullshit. You can't. You're taking us so, yeah. so dangerously toward an off ramp of me getting started on Tenet. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> oh, Tenet. If that happens, the rest tenet. of this agenda we've written up is just delete it. Because if you get me off on, because again, that was, <laughs> we probably mentioned it. That was Tenet. We probably yeah. mentioned it in that June episode because that's back when they were, that's back when, um, Chris Nolan was still banging the drum for no, this is going to be a theatrical event. We will yeah. overcome. This is going to be the movie that's going to revive cinema. And, uh, you know, obviously history did not play out that way. But back then there were still people mm -hmm. like, yeah. man, this looks so cool. It looks like something's got to be seen on the big screen. Um, and it became such a symbol for me of like false hope or whatever. Cause <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, sweet tenant. Uh, but okay. No, let's uh, don't. I'm so glad I didn't risk my life. Dear sweet tenant. <laughs> All right. Let's, well, let's, let's move on to the, to the, to the punky Brewster trailer for the, I guess the new revival. Yeah. On uh, uh, Peacock. Yeah. Well, it's not like a reboot uh, of man. It's it's the following the same character in her fifties or whatever, right? Like they didn't recast Punky, yeah. a new child, to be Punky yeah. Brewster. Do your listeners know what Punky Brewster is? No, uh, I don't. Probably, I barely know. Probably not. Yeah, Look because yeah. I'm barely air. aware. Oh, oh man. man! All right, I'll look it up real quick. But I look at this because this feels. Like uh, the same way I look at like eighty four. Like, it was nineteen eighty four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I'm looking at this the same way I look at like televangelism, where it's like you're just preying on old people. Um, like I don't think like I don't I don't know. It's laugh track. It's it's harmless, but like the jokes in this trailer are like like first pass jokes, where the writing team is like, yeah, that's fine. Yep, that's fine. Cause right, they're like placeholder right, jokes. Joke? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and like I, I don't know. I'm glad people are getting paid, and maybe it's a good show. It's just this trailer is showing me a show that's just like so. I don't know. Decades in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the full how Fuller House thing. It's like we're gonna be ironically laugh track, but I can't tell the difference. Uh, between no, and this, this and. This trailer, at least, is using Laugh Track in a way that gave Laugh Track a bad reputation, which is that they know they don't have a joke, but the Laugh Track will punch in anyway. And it's it's that same yeah. thing where it's like you can tell they didn't bother. I, I don't know. It, it's just it's like it's not it's like that. That was your joke. That's where you you hit the Laugh Track button. And it just sounds so artificial. And I can't. I can't watch old shows out of yeah. Laugh Track. Like even old Seinfeld episodes or whatever. They had, the, I guess, a live studio audience. I can't. I don't know. It, it sounds so artificial to me. It's so grating and like the the way they have to it's, pause. It's jarring. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking this up. Uh, apparently, Freddie Prince Jr. is in this. Yeah. Is no, he in the trailer? Yes. I thought he died. So what I'm learning is I just don't know what Freddie Prince Jr. looks like. You're thinking of Luke Perry. Uh, huh. Luke Perry died recently. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, 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 still lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says to himself every morning. Freddie Prince Jr. still lives. 
walks yeah. out of his he bathroom. Was, wait, sorry, I'm now seeing he was in Rise of Skywalker? No. Apparently? I don't know. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I don't he, know. He has a as a voice. Oh, uh, there you go. Canon Jurass. Oh, he's in a Star Wars Rebels. Oh, I, I assume it's that part where like the Force tells Rey to get up. And it's like all these voices. Oh, I'm may- guessing it's that. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember what happens in that movie. I don't know. I, the point is that Freddie Prince Jr. is is doing stuff, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, yeah, I don't know. This, it's not hurting anybody, but it does feel like it's. Yeah, I'm I'm curious who they think it's for. Mm-hmm. And I assume it's for people who remember the Punky Brewster, and who are like like 80 even though i mean it was 1984 so that's not actually as old as i was picturing it no this show so man i don't know uh that was still a very long it's, time it's, ago but yeah it, it's for i i assume they've got i, I assume they got <laughs> yeah. tracking data that old the old people still like the the three camera laugh track format um you know mm. from their from their uh youth and that's again that's fine i hope i hope that yeah, well it. i mean you know like just like a year ago or whatever like the big bang theory was the biggest show on television oh yeah, yeah exactly so that these people exist is young sheldon still on yeah we're probably s- god oh god i hope young not. sheldon is still on <laughs> we're we're probably snobs about this right but like it really does seem like the laugh track is it's dead Unless it's used does, ironically, does like um, WandaVision. Probably. It's I don't, God I don't see right. how it could. Someone... Yeah, I've not seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I actually don't have access to my keyboard. Can somebody Google how many seasons Young Sheldon has been on? I... Uh, I'm going to do it, but I won't like it. Um, uh, oh, good God. Okay, four. It's only at four. Okay. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But every time I look, every time I hear about a show, like I'll see a promo for like Ray Donovan and it's like season nine. It's like, right. Really? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like someone we're still going, huh? All right. I, I think it's just because there's so much now. Right. And so like they must, their standards must've lowered. Right. Where like the way TV works now is it's like, it's not, if like a million people watch it, that's a like that used to not be a lot. It feels like when there was like three channels, when there was very limited options. And now it's just like there's so many options that there's just so much room for so many shows to continue. Uh, I don't know how they do it anymore. But I I assume there's some new standard there, right? We could. Because there's just so many goddamn shows. do an entire episode we could do an entire podcast series about how the economics of this stuff has changed because it is fascinating and i probably have said on a previous episode of this show like back when we were at cracked you know we had shows like after hours that would routinely do six hundred thousand viewers or whatever and we would make like four hundred dollars in ad revenue <laughs> but you can go right. look at like there are adult swim animated shows things like that that do far less like get they have smaller audiences than after hours had but they still make 
and they still right. make millions in ad revenue because of the way it's like the way cable used to work with the packaging and the carrier fees and the way they would get they would collect money from you know all the dish network customers and, and comcast and all that and the way it kind of rolled up to them and then they would have merchandise like they can make a ton of money off of what is like for the internet a really small audience it's really interesting because again, if you yeah. if you had just a show, a YouTube show or a podcast that had the exact same audience as like a show like Archer or something like that that's still going on, you would be making less than minimum wage. Like for the hours you put into it, it would be literally less than seven twenty five an hour. But mm-hmm. yet somehow these this stuff that's on these streaming channels, it's 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 really interesting and i remember, i know it came up a lot when they were trying to get the money together to do the mystery science theater revival on netflix and there was a lot of like when they were doing the kickstarter there the hosts were kind of explaining that the way it works now like we still have to come up with several million dollars on our end even if netflix buys the rights from us because there's just all of these other complicated things that involve like foreign rights fees and like the purchasing the rights to the movies and stuff that it's kind of really hard to make money based on the deal that Netflix cuts with you. But it's it's really interesting. It's it's a totally different market than what it was, because once upon a time, if you had a show on, oh, on yeah. like network TV that got three million viewers, they would like have you shot like the network would would quietly have you <laughs> would have you killed um but now like like a show like Rick and Morty that has 3 million viewers that's a phenomenon like you know everybody's right. dressing as those characters for Halloween when you know it's a it's a ratings bonanza comparatively but those ratings in 1984 when punky like punky brewster probably got like 25 million viewers back when it was on it <laughs> well, that's pretty wild to think about it's really the dynamics have really changed because i'm then you think about youtube i've been um i've been watching dream a minecraft youtuber and his stuff gets around i'm looking at it now 50 to 60 million views uh like and it's just like this is his career and he just plays minecraft and it's just one person doing the work of like you know 10 of these shows i was gonna say young i'm looking at it young sheldon at its peak which is season one had 17 yeah. million viewers yeah it, it's nothing makes sense anymore no it's yeah uh it's <laughs> everything's collapsing i mean like the world i think the world is falling Tom, i think that's double the ratings of the game of thrones finale which probably which, actually which wow. I, because yeah. again you, you just you still just can't compare People don't realize how many how many people still watch network TV compared to like HBO things like that. Um, but yeah, but like I've been on Twitter ranting uh, about the, the show Thirty Coins on HBO Max. Like I would be shocked if if an average episode of that is seen by a hundred thousand people. Like there's probably nobody watching it uh, comparatively. But right, huh? Yeah, I haven't even heard of that. But yeah, I I don't know, Punky Brewster. Let's let's give it, I don't know, 10 seasons. We're we're our yeah, our plan we? is for we don't want anything to fail on this, right? That's Yeah. Let's hope right. let's hope Punky Brewster gets 11 seasons and another revival. Fuck it. I mean, that's the thing is if there's writers on these shows who get a stable career, then 
I'm all for it. And showrunners and producers where it's like these shows that, yeah, I, I, I don't even know exist. It's like, well, that's someone's entire career. Um, so good for them, I guess. Yeah. For that job stability. Sure. Good for them. Um, but also make something yeah. that doesn't suck. Let's move on. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> all right. Next trailer is for Cosmic Sin. Yeah. Uh, a Bruce Willis movie with Frank Grillo. Uh, sure. I don't know what this is about. I don't know. It's like some, they have to go, they have to recruit old Bruce Willis for some mission in space that they, that's and he says, codenamed Cosmic Sin. He says maybe three words in this trailer yeah. and he just looks so tired. <laughs> okay. Do you, he just, he looks like he wants to go. Do home. your listeners, have you talked about like Bruce Willis's modern career, like what he's doing these days? I'm sure we've touched on yeah. it, but yeah. he's doing the same uh, thing something. that Steven Seagal does, the same thing that Nicolas Cage does, where he's literally in six movies a year, and you didn't know it. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they are these foreign productions where I think, and I, I know I, I, just, I was on Sean Baby's podcast because we were talking about how Steven Seagal makes a living, and it, there are these productions where I think they, and Sean explained it, but it, it's it's basically... If you sign up the actor, you've got a budget of a few million dollars. Most of it goes to that, to the star. And then they will sell it in advance to some distributor. You know, they'll get set up a streaming deal and they basically make their money before they've even shot the thing. So it's like automatic profit. And for Bruce Willis, some of these, the ones we talked about with Steven Seagal, it, it literally looks like he showed up for a weekend on the set he they had him for like two days right right um and here yeah all all he's doing is filming a handful of scenes in a warehouse in like yugoslavia yeah and yeah. yeah a lot of them are shot in like eastern europe things places like that where it's dirt cheap to shoot uh, and then so like bruce willis and there's people on youtube who've made fun of a lot of these but he's like half asleep in these like he, he doesn't even bother to do like yeah. facial expressions and then when it cuts to an action scene, it's clearly a, a double, like a stunt double, like the entire time. I don't just mean for the fights, like right. just routine scenes of him walking around in the street. They'll shoot it from behind and they just got like a bald guy of his same build because it's clear they only had him for a couple of days. And in some of these, what you see in the trailer of the star is like most of the of what they're in because all they want is his face to put in the trailer in the thumbnails and that's enough that will make them their money back but bruce willis who if he right. wanted to be in you know, he still shows up in big movies they're making another die hard and he was in that m night Shyamalan movie like he he can still be in real movies but for some reason i guess it's just really good money like the, these older these aging actors this is what they do they just crank these things out I it's, think the it's a real it, oh, I was going to yeah just my guess is that it's a it's I mean acting is a job um yeah uh, and this is like this is a lot of money for comparatively little work so yeah yeah I'd be cranking I, these things out if I could I well I think there's one more factor in this and I suspect this about a lot of actors is I don't think Bruce Willis likes movies uh, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think he's liked him for a long time I don't think, uh, I think he, he does one thing and he knows it works. I think about the movie Glass where, okay, this is Unbreakable 2. 
and they apparently couldn't really get him. Yeah. <laughs> like for it's, much of the movie. You're right. It's clear even in that movie that they only had Bruce Willis for like a couple days. Yeah, because I think Bruce Willis, he's not going to do something for free. He's just like, look, well, this, is, this is how much I cost. He's also notorious and, for pricing himself out of things. Yeah. And so I think it's just, um, and like the story Kevin Smith told on the set of Die Hard 4, where it's like he's he's kind of, he seems like a guy who just doesn't really want to work uh, and is fine with that. Um I think the last thing he it seemed like he gave a shit for is maybe Looper or Moonri- Moonrise Kingdom, and that was 2012. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll give a shit if you pay him enough money, you know? Uh, like, uh, But I, it feels like he's just like, he just doesn't, it, it, it kind of reminds me of Harrison Ford in the Star Wars, where it's like, you can kind of tell in the new ones, he's just like, look. They paid me to be here, but I I don't care about this character. But do they? Uh, going back to Rise of Skywalker, where he like clearly didn't like cut his hair. Yeah, more like his own clothes. Sorry, Jason, what were you saying? Yeah, am I being just wearing a t-shirt? Am I being naive in that I I don't understand why he needs the money? Like, and maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just good to get out and and keep working. But it seems like. Well, I see Harrison Ford doing press for Star Wars, and he's like mad that he was in it. It's, I'm thinking, well, you, <laughs> yeah, you didn't I didn't have well. to be. You could have just, you had the option of not being in the movie yeah. where you, you. You don't understand. They paid me $20 million. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the, the question of this generation, which is, why aren't you retiring? It's just a it's just a universal question, right? Uh, where it's just like some people just can't stop, and I think uh, Harrison Ford and these people they're just like, look, this is what I do. Uh, I don't want to stop. What am I going to do? You know, it's the same reason I probably will never retire doing whatever the hell I figure out. Uh, there's a much to, there, to do. There's a much more dire there's reason. Much, why. Yes, there's a more bummer reason. Well, yes, but- that's very true. But yeah, I imagine it's because Bruce Willis. It's like, yeah, that's what I do. It's I make money doing this. Uh, it gets to keep, keep up whatever lifestyle mm-hmm. they have. Uh, yeah, buy more boats or whatever. Or in Harrison Ford's case, crash more planes. Yeah, he's got to keep replacing the airplanes. He's pancaking into yeah. Santa Monica. But like the day this when this trailer yeah, it, came out, and it was obvious it was another one of these direct to streaming sleepwalking Bruce Willis things. Somebody made the point on Twitter that you know Nicolas Cage is doing this too, but Nicolas Cage is still giving it the full Nick Cage in his movies. Like he's doing five yeah, movies a year. There's a but you are getting the whole Nick Cage experience. You, he is not sleepwalking through them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Nick Cage has a pride in his brand as it is and that right. like yeah you you you're going to it may be like a, a a low budget production that's filming in eastern europe but you paid for Nick Cage and by god you're going to get I him I guess my point <laughs> is and and then Nick Cage will why not have fun <laughs> he'll still do like yeah because like he does, he did the he'll, that he'll Lovecraft st- movie. He did Mandy. Like he's having fun, right? It seems like he's picking stuff that he can really chew on and give it the full Nick Cage. Like it seems like he's enjoying mm-hmm. himself. I don't know if it's even that. It seems like he'll pick. He'll say yes to everything, and every now and then, one of them's a really good movie. Although, <laughs> like the, clearly approach. the um, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he's notoriously I, he spends money like a maniac. So I think he, yeah. he just says yes because he 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 needs to keep working or or wants to keep working so he can keep buying Superman comics. But right. like and I th- I, he never sleepwalks like you're saying. Yeah, and he'll he'll he's like the opposite, yeah, opposite of Bruce Willis where Nick Cage will come to set and they'll be like, "Okay, Nick, I need you to get down in your underwear and you're going to crawl through this uh this log." Like in the woods, and he's already, and I want you to he's be already screaming, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah I'm on log, it." Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. they finish the sentence, or or, it, yeah. he, or the scene it's, did not it's call like... for him to do that, and he just started doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, he's just gonna give it his all. He's he reminds me of like Bruce Campbell, where it's again that, or like early Bruce Campbell, where it's like, "Yeah, you want me to do this bullshit? Sure, yeah, uh, just whatever." Uh, where they're like kind of a stunt man, it feels like. Uh, whereas I think Bruce Willis is just, I don't know, man, he's, he's got to get to bed before like nine. Uh, you know, he, he's expensive. He's tired. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he does it. I assume just, uh, I don't know. Money, man. Money. Yeah. uh, See, okay. I'm, I keep taking this to such a, a bummer place because it bums me out to see like these performances or the way he, because Bruce Willis became a superstar on his charisma. Like, and he, he broke into Hollywood yes. doing comedy. It's like, well, if you feel like you're too old to be doing goofball action movies and like this trailer, if you watch the trailer again, this movie's called cosmic sin. I know we've barely talked about this movie, but in the trailer, it looks like it looks like shit. he's like wearing a mech suit that is not like the effects that are very. I, I, oh, and it's really They're wearing depressing. a mech suit that they launch him through space in. Like picture Bruce Willis <laughs> flying through space just in a mech suit. Okay, and it's that's, it's that's like it. it's like he clearly hates his job, but you know you get the sense that latter day Bill Murray also hates acting or or hates the process like right. he clearly doesn't like the business of making movies and so he just picks and chooses these quirky projects bill murray did not just crank out a bunch of directed you know a bunch of direct video goofball like slapstick comedies like he picks right. these quirky indie projects you know probably still getting paid good money and it's like bruce wills could have had a career like that where he turned up in some oddball thing now and then and instead it's like he's doing these bad action movies i don't know it's it's like he clearly doesn't want to be there maybe yeah maybe he just maybe he likes being a big fish in a small pond i don't know yeah uh maybe he legitimately needs the money i don't know maybe he needs to get a call from quentin tarantino uh i feel like he needs something like that right because like Again, Moonrise Kingdom. I think he does like quirky movies, getting to do things, but it, I I feel like he's just getting blasted with offers to do this stuff, where it's just like you're old action guy, uh, and it's just easier for him to say yes to this stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Did he give a shit about Death Wish? Was that maybe the last thing he cared about? <laughs> But at least Man, that was, it's impossible to tell what anyone felt about that Death was Wish. a real production <laughs> where he had to be on set for yeah. however long, you know, a month or however long it takes to shoot a real yeah. movie like that. He's actually starring in actually had to do the whole thing, you know, and come back and do ADR the whole bit. Whereas these are clearly 
Like there's a reason you can do, you yeah. know, you can do five of these a year in your retirement is like, they're just knocking them out. So I don't know. Yeah. Cause you can't imagine that like he, if he wanted to be in better productions, it's hard to believe that he couldn't like, if he called Quentin Tarantino and said, the next thing you're making, like, like get me, get me a role in once upon a time in Hollywood yeah. or somebody, I, I think he would have gotten something in there. He would have gotten that role that went Again, to Tim- Timothy Oliphant yeah. or something going back to glass where it's like it's m night Shyamalan, director of the sixth sense is like i want you in this and he's just like yeah i mean if you pay me right like it's he, he yeah i don't know I don't, if he has any allegiance maybe to john mcclain because he's also the producer of that and he seems passionate about that character um yeah i don't know we should probably talk about the next trailer though yes because yeah uh this is for tell me your secrets i don't even remember what this is this is the lady moving to a small town and like weird stuff is happening and and people's dead bodies start showing up and oh it's a genre at this point it's it's the same production company that did the undoing the one with uh it was you grant uh and uh, yeah i didn't watch that and, and nicole kidman and uh it's one of those things where it's at least with the undoing, it, it was the plot of a movie stretched out to like six episodes, but it was, it should have been a movie, but that's what's happening now. So again, people loved it. Women loved it. Uh, it's for women. Women love movies and, and podcasts about women being murdered. <laughs> so, uh, right. It, well, it's, uh, someone explained this really well and I wish I could credit who, about um, women in true crime, where it was just that they can see themselves on either side of the murder uh, more easier. <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah, they could see themselves committing the murder or being a victim of the murder, so it, uh, it apparently appeals to them. Um, I don't know. This looks. I'm I'm kind of into this. I don't hate it. Yeah, and I didn't see the undoing, so I don't. It's, they're very like. Um, yeah, I don't it's have very any like twisty. Uh, you know, at the end of every episode, it's like the person you thought did it turned out to be dead, and then in the next episode, it's like the person you thought did it turned out to have a secret family living in another city, and then it turned out this woman is living under a false name. It's like a lot of twists and turns and, and that that sort of thing. And my complaint sure. again is more that it's this modern thing where I I think a lot of these shows where it's like around a an event a murder it's like that it was pitched as a movie or with somebody's screenplay and they came back and said give us six hours of it and so you can feel them hugely you can feel where they've stretched it out because they've had to create like subplots and and uh red herrings and stuff to get a mini series out of it because right now that's just you know netflix wants minutes watched you know, HBO Max wants like they're moving yes. to this model. Amazon yeah. Prime, they want minutes watched. So it's like, don't give me a ninety-minute movie. Give me, you know, give me a series, something we can get six to eight episodes out of. And 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 some of them, everyone right. listening can probably think of an example where it it just shows. That's all. It if you could edit it into a, a succinct, you know, quick, briskly paced, taut movie, it would be a different deal. Oh yeah, I mean that. Um, I know everybody loves it and I'm liking it, but I, I'm getting that vibe from WandaVision. I feel like the first three episodes could have been one episode that was maybe 40 minutes long. Like some of these, it's just about 
where like something exists where it's like it's not quite a mini series and it's not quite a series and i feel like there's some stretching that has to happen mm-hmm. um so is this wait is this a show is this or is this like a this um, is a series, limited yeah. series. Yeah. this yeah. is a limited, limited series, series. Oh, okay yeah hmm that for some reason yeah that makes me less excited i don't know i'm still probably gonna check it out well, what um, else are you going to watch? I don't what know, else are you going to do? It's, uh, this is, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, again, our... Uh, I know we're trying to... This Look, is, it's either you can play video games. We're trying to get people hyped about stuff that's coming, but th- at the moment, this is what... the Everybody's doing their best. This is what they were able to... The, this show was probably made <laughs> under a tremendous effort of people working remotely and and having to overcome incredible obstacles it is probably a miracle that this show exists i'm so right i, I hope it was worth it for everybody involved it's that that anything is was successfully <laughs> completed in this these trying times is a miracle yeah good for them yeah um all right let's talk about this next trailer then for uh moxie moxie Moxie. This is a Netflix movie directed by Amy Poehler about yeah. a teenage girl who starts a zine in her high school. Yeah. Fucking zine. Yeah. Yeah. With a fucking bikini kill right there in the, the trailer. Yep. Um, I love the movie Pump Up the Volume. Yes. So any, any version of that uh, where it's like, oh, kid starts a revolution mm-hmm. and the adults are like, who is this? Who's doing this? Um, I don't care how stupid it is. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. This is kind of my shit. <laughs> like this looks, this looks like the kind of thing that I yeah. enjoy watching. I, 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 I tried. Know, it's the- I did a zine in high school. Uh, uh yeah. In, 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 actually in both middle school and high school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, so this speaks to me. Yeah, I should say this speaks to me when I was a teenager. Yeah, yes. As an adult, yeah. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, like, this is, yeah, my teenage self uh, would lo- would love this. Love this movie. I can't quite get a... And it's called I can't Moxie. can't quite get a sense of what the tone is. Like, there's no funny bits in the trailer. Like, there was nothing that I thought, like, jokes didn't landed. But, it, and it seemed to be more mm-hmm. about... Because it kind of revolves around like a sexual harassment thing going on and and blowing the lead off of it, so it's it was a little hard for me to tell what they were going for, but right, it is hard to tell like what the humor is coming from a very specific um, or uh, not specific kind of a broad place where it's not it doesn't seem to be necessarily taking a side or it's like I couldn't tell. Um, necessarily what commentary they're making within this trailer um but i don't know if it's trying to either it it might just be sort of silly people like it's it's like there's kind of cartoonish characters in it but then there kind of isn't I, I don't know i think this might be part of a uh like we've talked about this before where those be certain netflix movies that are like kind of aimed at kids who are maybe i don't know like preteen maybe maybe teen uh where like it's unoffensive but it's still sort of edgy mm-hmm. 
and it might just be a type of humor that's just simply not meant for me. Yeah, I don't know. Like this is what what would you say the rating is on this? Uh I man, it looks PG-13, right? Yeah, that's... rating is such a quaint idea for streaming. Yeah. TV-14, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this a movie or is this a show? This is a movie. It's a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. this is a movie. It's fascinating how it's so hard to tell from the promotional materials that literally not until the end of the trailer yeah. and you see that you have to... Like, like, there's been times I've had to like go to IMDb to figure out if what I just watched was a trailer for a movie. Because, again, it used to be that a, a series uh-huh. was just a setup that could go on forever Whereas now, an ongoing series, like on Netflix, there's that one, the foreign series about a heist. It's like, it's about a heist, but it's an ongoing, they've done like 50 episodes and like they're right. still doing the heist. It's like, so so it, when you see the trailer and it's about <laughs> like, you know, a, a body turns up, you know, and who has done it. And then you realize, oh, it's it's 13 episodes and also it's been renewed for a season two. So there's this thing where it's like, right. am I going to get to the end of the season and find out we still don't know who killed the girl or are they just going to kill somebody else next year? Um, but it seems like yeah. the difference between there's the a, series premise and a, and a movie premise is there's no difference anymore. No, there's a weird, I think there's a few factors because there's a sameness to Netflix uh, 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 trailers. Like they just buy a lot, I feel like, and they don't, I I I said this a few episodes ago. It feels like they like crank them through a machine that turns them into trailers. So I can never tell from the trailer alone. Also, there's like limited series now, uh, and then full series. And yeah, it does feel like the premises all kind of could apply for any, mm-hmm. at least based on the trailers. So I don't I don't know what the solution there is. I think it's just also because streaming encompasses all of those things. So when you see the Netflix logo, it it doesn't mean a one specific thing. Right. It doesn't mean like, oh, okay, this is going to be a movie. It's just like, this is going to be a thing that's on Netflix. Uh, I don't know. I've realized, like, I practically have no reason to watch, to, like, to have Netflix. Um, I don't watch anything on it, really. Mm-hmm. except for like star trek tng and i don't know if that's uh me but like during the pandemic i've just found less and less reason um is well their library <sighs> got gutted because i don't know of I, all it, all the splintering of the the other streaming yeah. services mm-hmm. it ripped the guts out of netflix's library like the total number of hours that's why they have to lean right. so heavily on like this next thing, this Tribes of Europa is the, the next one on our list. Like that's a Netflix show that they've bought from, right. which country is it from? Germany. Germany, I think. And you're seeing a lot of that turn yeah. up, which is great. Like that's stuff I would have never been exposed to 10 years ago. Like it's cool that everybody can get into a show like Dark, you know, a show from Germany. But you can see Netflix trying to mm-hmm. pad out their library because what used to be a really robust selection of old shows new stuff new cool stuff movies it's now man uh well it's what it's what you are talking about with uh europa as well which we might as well talk about this other trailer is that it's also i think aimed at like young adults it's aimed at a certain age that i'm not um since the pandemic they haven't been able to shoot like any original series so it's like 
I don't know. It's it's a few cartoons, Stranger Things, uh, and then like just a few movies they have. But since they don't, you know, since they aren't just like like they basically Amazon took over as what Netflix was good for, which was watching like '90s thrillers uh, that you haven't thought about in ages, and like uh, yeah, it's just. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like anything on there is aimed for me anymore. No. And like, if you try to like, if you, I, what was it? I was trying to watch like the saw movies. Cause there's like nine of them now. And I remember that I searched in yeah. Netflix had like saw three and saw six. And that was it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. because of the way these, these, you know, these rights deals are, are, you know, and so the rest have been dumped to shutter or whatever, you know, yep. and, and it's, Again, we're I, I it, listeners are, are probably at this point like Jesus is they're like an hour into it and they haven't gotten to the news stories yet. Okay, uh, you, you may not be familiar when I right. guest on a podcast, it it dr- drags things to a halt <laughs> because there's another off ramp here. We were prepared. We, we could get off on about how much the quality of e- each individual streaming service has fallen so hard. Because even on Prime, oh, yeah. you will click on, it's like, oh, here's this new cool show with uh, Brian Cranston. And you'll click on the thumbnail. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can get, you can watch this if you add Showtime to Prime. It's like, right. well, how does that, how does that work? Why is it on my Prime menu? If I wanted Showtime, I'd have Showtime. Is there a way I can just buy this show from you? Because it looks pretty good. It's like, nope. That's not how we're doing it. So right. and it's the same thing. Like I, I, for whatever reason, I never bought Disney plus. That's where I drew the line. I have so many, <laughs> I have all the rest, but it's like, well, that's fine. I'll watch the Mandalorian when it turns up on prime where I can just buy a season over for 15 bucks. That apparently is never going to happen. It's like, nope, there's one place you can see it. And so I'm just out yeah. of that loop, I guess, because now I'm, I'm mad. Cause that's the only thing on Disney plus I want to watch. I, I it, there's nothing else on there that well, I don't have kids. You know, there's nothing else that interests me. You wouldn't, it's, it's not at all surprising to know that, uh, online piracy made a comeback <clears> for <throat> this exact reason <clears throat> is like, it did go when Netflix first came out and stuff like piracy actually started going down Right, and then they, you could, you they could, all start doing original programming and it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to buy all these. So I guess I'll, you know, dust off the old pirate bay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because uh, for a while it was pretty easy to just find whatever you wanted. And even if it was like, yeah. uh, well, I want to watch this show. It's like two bucks an episode. All right. I'll throw, you know, just to right. s- save yourself a hassle. It's like, well, it's $2. I can, you know. And that's. That's the thing is, ever they're obviously they're allowed to make money, but why not do that? Why yeah, not just say do that. exactly that? Is Mandalorian? Uh, the, maybe the you fact, can also buy the season. Right. The fact that they're not selling the Mandalorian as yeah. like Blu-rays is mind blowing to me. I know they want to yeah. drive subscribers to Disney Plus, but it's like that's a lot of money on the table. Yeah. Just letting people buy the show. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. They're they're smart. Uh, they're, they don't I'm need sh- to. I'm sure they're smarter than me. Disney doesn't need more money. Yeah. I do have one question. While we're complaining about streaming, mm-hmm. um, this was the other Netflix thing. Is I went on the other day and I was going to browse, and then it did the autoplay thing, and I immediately left Netflix. Does that really work? The autoplaying? 
Because all it did to me is make me go, oh, God, and, le- and close Netflix. It, now, because you can't, like, you can't, lazily... You can't it's, it's, off it's, now. it's some algorithm. But you have to do it through your browser. Thank enough God. people complained to Netflix, mm-hmm. and enough people actually canceled that yeah. they finally succumbed. Because that is... Okay, we could do a separate episode just about the bad UI choices in every streaming service. Of every yeah. single streaming platform. All, all of the UIs are terrible. Oh, yeah. What is is it HBO or Disney Plus? There's I think it's Disney Plus is the one where it's like in it's impossible to start an episode from the beginning again. That's, like if someone else watched it, that's Disney Plus. You have to re- yeah. you have to rewind it. Wow. Yeah, and like just spoil the episode and in reverse, and it like won't. It'll only go to like next episode, like yeah, fifteen percent of the time. So if you're watching, if you're like me and you just put the Simpsons on. You have to either fast forward through the end, which includes all, like every single list of credits for every single different language dub there is for the episode. Yeah. It's like six minutes of credits on a Simpsons episode on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, Or you have to like back out and go back into the series menu and go over to the next episode. It's like, this is basic shit, you guys. And even burn it down. Burn it all down. Like Netflix, when you go to start a series. Like it'll have a vertical list of all the episodes, so you your eyes cannot not see that two episodes from now it's like at, at the funeral for Tommy Shelby. It's like, oh, he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, God, God. like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's fascinating to me that we're this far into streaming and and watching shows as a concept that they all do it differently and they all do it bad in a different way. Like Amazon Prime, yeah. you can't even get yeah. back to the show you're binge watching because they want to their menus when you show up there, they like to mix it up. It's it's got to be different every time you show up there because they want to show you different <laughs> things. So God forbid it should just start you out with, right. okay, you were watching The Expanse Season 3, Episode 3. Do you want to pick up on that or do you want to browse what else we've got? And no, they will rearrange the menu so that it's different every time you come there and they will bury the thing you want because it's like, well, hey, look, here's a bunch of shows just added to Prime like okay but i just want it's like when grocery stores rearrange the shelves to force you to look around longer it's yeah all right (laughs) this is our dystopian future of robots like because that's it's all robots i feel like it's all algorithms and like them being like yeah we found that if we do this this and this then they do that and like it it's like like it's the equivalent of the movie like brazil where everything seems really inefficient and weird and is done for God knows what reason. Uh, so we're like, you know, we just have it real hard is my point. My favorite thing, real quick, and then we got to move on. My, favor- my, <laughs> okay, my okay. favorite thing that Netflix does when you're binging a TV show is randomly stop the show by asking you, are you still watching it? Oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, that's why I haven't touched the remote in five hours. Yeah. Have you died? Let us be Why are you yourself? turning this off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it's right, like business, it calls Netflix. the police. <laughs> yeah. Don't respond. We have yet another, another viewer who has just slowly died on their sofa. Their heart just stopped out of despair. Because we don't want to keep chewing up bandwidth if you've died. We're not going to keep showing this to your corpse. Yeah. It's it's frankly implausible we don't, we don't. that someone could sit there and watch six straight hours of TV. It's like, no, it's not. Not at all. Yeah. Surely you do, 
do it every day. Netflix. You don't expect us to keep playing season four of New Girl. Yeah. We must. <laughs> we must check right, and make sure about, you're still alive. Let's talk about our final trailer here. This is a, a Japanese remake. There's no. There's no English subtitles, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Cube. Yeah. It. It looks just like- when we thought we got out, Tom. Yeah, I know. Uh, this trailer is about 30 seconds long, and it looks like Cube. Uh, it looks like Cube. Made by Japanese people. Jason, I don't know if you're aware, but me and Tom have been made to watch every Cube film, all three of them, recently. Uh, and it turns out you really need, only need one. You can really just stop after the first one. Yeah. Yeah. first one was an, and this is now the an remake. extremely clever use of, they had one set. Um, and the, yeah. the way they took that and basically built an entire world mythology and it was low, low, low budget, but that's cube. The original saw, these are in my mind, kind of like platonic ideals of when you got limited budget, but you would get a high concept and it's all played out with, you know, a limited yeah. space. It's kind of a bottle type situation It uses it, it ups the tension very, very well, all that. When you say mm-hmm. we've yep. done a Japanese version of Cube, I guess it's very racist of me to assume that it's going to be just utter insanity. And uh, because this just looks like it's just <laughs> Cube, there is Japanese. It's, it's actually quite a bit more sedate than the version I'm familiar with. I think the traps look cooler. I, I get hints in this that the traps are going to be updated in okay. this version of I'm, Cube. And it's like the least they could do, right? Right, yeah. Cube is like a 25-year-old movie. Yeah. But it is that era. It, Run, Lola, Run is another one, because that I also think is a brilliant um, way to make an indie film where they're like, look, we can really only afford to shoot a fourth of a film, so let's just do like four takes yeah. each location that's different. Like, there's, there's so many clever ways from this era to cut budget in an indie film and cube was definitely that where they're just like let's just light one set a bunch of ways mm-hmm. bam we have a giant cube uh but yeah it um uh, i don't know what a weird thing to remake right now yeah i don't know um i didn't i don't know i don't i, I don't know it's I mean, it's kind of the same with any horror remake. It's like, well, why? Uh, aside um, from it's very and, um, cheap yeah, just I'm, to make. But, you know. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, apart from. I mean, maybe Japan is just like, look, you've remade so many of ours. So fuck you. We're going to remake yours. Yeah, that's true. And I did yeah. I did, yeah. I did. just watch the Japanese remake of Unforgiven uh, recently, which is pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty dang good. Yeah. Did you see there's a Bollywood remake of The Girl on the Train there is a, that's coming out? There is a Bollywood remake of quite literally every film. Right. But The Girl on the Train just came out. I don't, I don't know. That's it's. It came out I like, didn't that, put the trailer that on came this, out but like, the trailer just came out. That came out like three or four years ago. Really? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's kind of... I, it's kind of fun to watch. I mean, there's a Bollywood remake of Uncle Buck where Uncle Buck murders people. Really? Yeah, and like the his teenage niece gets like abducted. Uh, it's a whole I mean, it's a whole ass thing. 
the murder stuff, like watching Uncle Buck again, that does feel like the natural progression of that. Right, like Uncle character. Uncle Buck was going to progress to murder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I again, um, I, he lives in a damn train yard. I, I hope this is not like. I don't know if I'm stereotyping here, but if you told me they had made a Bollywood remake of Cube. I would end the podcast to go watch that oh. instead because <laughs> what I'm picturing in my yeah. mind, uh, you know, I, I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I'm saying I would watch the living hell out of that. Just <laughs> oh, um, ha- having watched, um, me and Tom watched, um, Bahubali, uh, two part like Bollywood version, their answer to superhero films. It became clear that they really know how to make like the, the song and dance shit is great because you realize at a certain point where it's like you're making superhero stuff or movies are bullshit why not have people sing and dance so like a cube uh with like musical numbers <laughs> hell yeah the trap somehow that's yeah, that would be amazing it, it factors in the the song yeah. and dance numbers and the into the traps yeah i'm just oh yeah i'm just imagining the cast of of bahubali in cube and that's all I want. Oh fuck yeah! I want yeah. I want to see him with his glorious mustache fighting a, a fucking what was it a rhino an elephant? Oh, it was it was a I think it was there was a bull a bull um, that, but that but was, it was the like, villain but it fought was, a bull but it was like a giant yeah. bull. Yeah, yeah. If people haven't seen that, that's actually on Netflix. Yeah, I both believe, parts so. are on Netflix, and they're a little long, but they fucking rule. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody should watch those movies. If you watch any yeah. of those movies and um, you don't come away at least wanting to grow a mustache a little bit, then I don't know. Yeah. You. Like if you want to just for a few minutes, think, you know, <laughs> I think right. I could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's move on to new stories. I think that's but a first good idea. we have some more uh, patrons to thank. Sure. Starting with, uh, Thanks for having Jason Pargin on. Here's 25 bucks. Ah, oh, this guy's finally uh, getting a return on his investment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this person. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Woo. Thank you very much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Uh, thank you to Andrew. Andrew Howe. Howe. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Uh, thank you to Rev MD. Thank you very much. Thank you to John Munez. Thank you. Thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Thank you mm. so much. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Dr. DNA. He has thank uh, you, doctor. since earned his uh, uh, PhD. Uh, thank yeah. you to Lauren Gucci. Thanks to James thank Rainey. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you to Grumble B. Grumble. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Shepard Mulch Diggums. Shepard. And thanks to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about this lineup. Yeah. Jason, you had, uh, you had this all set up here. Well, I just wanted to basically come back and revisit what we did last June. Cause at the, again, at the time it, it's, yeah. we were trying to figure out, well, where did all these movies go? Cause, and we were kind of looking, it's like, oh, this stuff's all been bumped to next year. Like that was the podcast where, it first occurred to me that Hollywood had punted on 2020 and it's like, Oh, that's just going to, and so we had actually mentioned in that episode that it's going to create a traffic jam. Like 2021 is just going to be packed because you're going to have all those releases plus all the 2020 stuff that got delayed. 
and here we are. And it's like, well, that's not the case at all. This upcoming season is like all the stuff we talked about, because I listened to that segment again, that stuff has all been moved again. And we're going to run through them, but I just want to mm -hmm. oh, quickly, because yeah. I've got a link here. I just Googled uh, on, went to Collider and they had their 2020 on release dates, which I think it turns out this may not have been totally up to date. But like, for example, um, that Ghostbusters movie, everybody remember that? is now november 11th <laughs> that was one when we talked about it in june we were like oh they've bumped that all the way to march 2021 which seemed like so far right. in the future because it's like well the the pandemic's going to be a distant memory by march 2021 like wow they really want to get that because we had talked about how that's not a great place to have a movie like this that it's it's more like a fall release or whatever well that got bumped to november november 11th the movie Morbius mm -hmm. that I made a big deal of asking you what the hell is Morbius and you guys had to explain at length what Morbius is. That's been bumped. <laughs> you, see, he's the well, he, you, see, for, you see, Jason, he's the living vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, when you say you guys, you mean, you mean Tom. Oh. Tom, explain that. Um, uh, and who's, who's starring as Morbius? Yeah, that was... Jared Leto. Yes. Uh, that was, man, that was supposed to, I can't even remember. I feel like that was like October and then it got pushed to March and now it's like even later. It's 2022. It's January 2022. According 2022. to this article, yeah. it got bumped again. Mission Impossible 6, 7 is November 19th, a Thanksgiving movie. And then The Matrix 4 on, De on Christmas on December 22nd is coming to your television it's coming to hbo max did did you guys know that matrix 4 was going to be i guess all warner movies uh -huh. are streaming releases yeah i had no idea every yeah. every bit every single yeah, one they said this year every one of their movies is going to be a dual release godzilla versus kong uh is going to be on march 31st mm -hmm. uh which I mean, considering the other two movies, it's like, fine, I'll watch that on streaming. But, like, it doesn't feel like a movie that should be uh, on streaming at all. There's no reason to watch Godzilla vs. Kong on your television. Like, there's barely a reason yeah. There's barely a reason to watch it, period. There's no reason yeah. to watch it on your TV. <laughs> well, no, if it's... I have HBO Max. This, I'm, there's some of these are just like, th I'm glad, because it's like, I didn't want to have to right, go Yeah, to I didn't want to have to go out to see Godzilla vs. Like, Kong, and we probably would have for the podcast. I know... But. Yeah, like, I know I have to see... In like I know I would gonna I was gonna see Space Jam too, I didn't want to, but I just I knew it was gonna happen, and I'm glad this is how I get to see it. You know, okay, but this is what uh, I wanted to bring up I then hope. because like the Matrix. So yeah. if, if the Matrix Four comes out in December, we're assuming that it's it's also going to be in like theaters will be back in obviously by december and then now god forbid i'm gonna be on yeah, a goddamn hopefully. episode of this show a year from now saying can you believe we <laughs> thought that theaters were going to be back in action in december <laughs> yeah. before what fools we were before the yeah the the dark plague hit back when we back when we were still calling it covid <laughs> and before it mutated again um and and raised all of the dead to want to walk the earth uh <laughs> but anyway, so that's going to be a theater thing. But let's, if you click over to this list, okay, so it's like I'm looking at the list of the stuff that's in February 
um, and in March, I'm seeing stuff that in my brain, these are TV shows. Do you know what I mean? Like like Rhea and the Last yeah. Dragon, that's going to be on Disney Plus March 5th. I just think of that as it's a, t- it's yeah. a thing that's going to be on people's televisions. Um, Godzilla versus Kong, that's March 31st, as you mentioned. Like I, in something in my brain, I knew we weren't going to be going to a theater to, to watch that. But as you scroll down, to, and, oh, right. Chaos Walking, Jesus Christ, that's that Tom Holland sci-fi movie that I think they shot in 2017. And he's like visibly yes. older now. <laughs> like they've had to reshoot and probably had to like digitally yeah. de-age him to make it look, look right. right. They did that. Yeah, that movie is, I'm really curious. Um, I'm blanking on what it is. It's, I'm gonna, it's, it's Google and Daisy it. Ridley. It's, it's a post-apocalypse. Oh, it's the one with your, the... Your, th- your thoughts Sorry, I remember like where physically they... manifest above your head and everyone can see them, but like she yeah. can hide her thoughts or except, something? Except for except for Daisy Ridley. Yeah, there's no women left. Oh, that's right. You ever, um, you ever like uh, have like a... Ch- like, this is a uh, feels like a podcast thing. If you have like a joke or something to say, and like you can't get it out, and then it like takes like five minutes mm-hmm. to get out the thing, and then you realize it's not worth it. I feel like that's a lot of these movies. Does that make sense? Well, chaos walking. Where it's like if they had just like released them, they would have gone by, and we would have already forgotten about them. Yeah. And now it's like, don't worry, guys. Chaos walking's coming, and it's like I I couldn't let be me give you that's care. that's been a long tortured production let me give you the saddest example of that that sopranos prequel movie the saints of newark or whatever they finally we talked about it in the the june episode and we were like no one's gonna see that in a theater just dump it to hbo max well, it finally is getting dumped yeah. to yeah. HBO Max in September. But they held on to it because it's yeah. like, no, we have to wait until people can see a young Tony Soprano on the big screen played by... Right. It's, it's like, why? What, what do you think is... It, anyway, it, it, but, but that's, that's my... <laughs> what are you what, doing? Um, that is my entire point. Because if you scroll down this list, at what point do you find like this will be theater theater because like you go to april you you've got it list right you know nobody which is that bob odenkirk john wick movie um mortal combat yeah oh. that was that was originally scheduled for february and that that recently got pushed my i guess yeah mortal I, mean, Com- I'm, <laughs> I can't wait mortal to combat. watch mortal combat in my house it's mortal combat yeah, well combat. here's the thing is what i guess my question is what movies uh, jason you're asking this too right is What's the ones where you're like, I have to see that? In or the, the theater, ones where right? Hollywood expects um, this. Is it Black Widow? That's May 7th. That Black Widow, which Black is, Widow. that to me yeah, feels that, I mean, like a. And again, I, I'm not insulting that character or, or Scarlett Johansson or anything, but it's, that still feels like a C level superhero movie. Like, like, is everybody eager? Because they killed off that character. <laughs> it's this is a right. prequel and, and it's <laughs> and it's a prequel it's it's a it's a very obvious case of them like we should have done this movie 4 years ago and we were too yes uh scared um, to do it <laughs> black, black widow's a weird one cuz it feels like it's not quite phase 4 you know 
I uh, think because it's a prequel. I think the idea, and she has said this, but has since been pretty quiet about it since the movie got bumped back. But I believe the idea is to make uh, Florence Pugh the new Black Widow with this movie. Got it. Oh. Um, but yeah, it felt like it was like yeah. It's it's what you said. It felt like it should have gone in phase three at some point. Right. They. I mean, as soon as Avengers um, came out, people were like, "So there's going to be a Black Widow movie, right?" And it's been yeah. ten years. I will say, since the I am, I, I'm legit excited about this movie. I sort of forgot about it because it was supposed to come out in May first, two thousand twenty. Yep. Uh, because I just like the Marvel characters that are like stuntmen. Like where they get a stunt person to actually, yeah. like Captain America is the same way. I just like them to watching them. So I always loved watching Black Widow. Yeah, when when for that reason, when she's this one. fighting people, it's like actual stunt work. Oh sh- yeah. shoot! I used to know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's uh, Kate Shortland. There you okay. go. Uh, her credits. Let's see. Let me look at it. Um, something called Berlin Syndrome lore she's relatively does she doesn't have too much yeah um but yeah it's just been so fucking long and it's just like oh right black widow like i i wanted to see that i was hoping that would be the first movie out of the pandemic to see in theaters Mm -hmm. uh and of course how silly i was to think that do you Um, think by may i I hope i get to see mortal Kombat in theaters okay so are you thinking in april mid to late april you'll be you personally will be going to theaters again. Uh, it's more like uh, out of this list, I I just Mortal Kombat screams at me. It just feels like a, it, I don't know. It, I've been waiting to see another Mortal Kombat it, since I saw it, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Does it scream the words Mortal Kombat at you? It, it does. It <laughs> screams the, amongst other, a series of names as well. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Mortal Kombat. But I guess this is like the billion dollar question for I'm Hollywood. I'm so pumped. Like, will you, like, are you, because I think by then, by April, we'll be in case where something like half the country will be vaccinated probably. But I think they'll hopefully, probably yeah, still be requiring masks in theaters, probably. So you'll be sitting there yeah. watching it with a mask on. Like, like it's like Mortal Kombat, so I'd be like Scorpion or Sub Zero around your mask, presumably. So, is this a movie that would you would endure that to see this movie? Because again, that was the whole thing with Tenet. Is it? It even it didn't matter if the yeah. rules allowed people to go see a movie. People didn't want to go do that. They, they they didn't want that experience so i'm now like culturally when will people yeah. pack theaters again will it even be this year yeah what? i don't think i don't think it'll be one moment i think it'll be uh, it'll be the, a s- as soon as i'm vaccinated i i'll i'll go okay. i think to theaters i think there's enough movies lined up because you got black widow in may then you've got Free Guy, which might call some people Spiral, the new Saw movie, uh, Fast yeah. Fast Nine. Um, that would be the next one. I think Fast Nine is of all do the movies it. on this list. A, a new Venom. That's going to be a your new biggest, Top Gun. That's going to be your biggest grossing movie. Fast Nine would have been the biggest opener, probably. But that's the thing where those, you know, the last one probably opened like 125 million dollars on opening weekend. What Hollywood wants to know is when can we get that again? <laughs> when can we get $125 million yeah. worth of tickets on the on opening weekend and, you know, $400 million international on the opening weekend? Like, when is that going to be again? But May 28th, 
does not right. feel like that long from yeah. now. But by May 28th, unless things have gone badly, and Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to jinx the universe by saying this into a microphone, but by May 28th, we should be at a point where everyone who wants to be vaccinated is where it sh- by then it should be available right. at your nearest pharmacy you should be able to go to walgreens or whatever they call the pharmacies in la uh and you should be able to go get it by then <laughs> so the only people who are not vaccinated are the 30 percent of americans who say they will not get vaccinated <laughs> because it's a conspiracy right. it's a liberal conspiracy to to secretly turn them gay or whatever the conspiracy is so it is no one in the world knows what the world will exactly look like on May 28th, but Hollywood is hoping that you can have a sellout theater on May 28th, right? Like that that's that's you put Fast 9 there because you yeah. think you can pack theaters. Are we the, are we yes. really I just 3 months yeah. away from that or 4 months away from from that I again? Hope so. I hope so, man. We'll I I hope so. We'll I see. would say realistically um real like if or or pessimistically i guess i would say by mission impossible by november i'm looking at these movies and thinking like what is going to really bring people out to like dune i don't think a lot of people are going to see dune no dune I, dune I, is dune is not going to okay, dune is going to do well did, yep. with dune fans and going fans back of to our scheduling Villain, thing, but, let's quickly where is dune where did it land in the calendar because i have no idea october 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 yeah october uh then no time to die is happening i honestly don't think people are going to give a shit about that either that's the james uh, bond movie right uh, i don't know yeah it, it, yeah, yeah. What, where is uh, that? we got halloween kills where's that scheduled that is october 8th october for now i th- uh, thought they pushed it to oh here we go. you guys th- mentioned earlier you thought I, it got pushed I, to next I, year i thought so yeah yeah Here's the movie I think that's going to bring the house down. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. That's going to be the one, guys. Oh, hell yeah. That's when yep. the nation will heal again. We'll all go see this movie that I am just learning uh, is apparently coming out. It's the same It's the same week. October 22nd. Same weekend as uh, Edgar Wright's next movie. Yep. Antlers. God, so many movies. Um, no, I think Mission Impossible 7, November 19th. Um, I also think... Even though it's coming out on HBO Max, Matrix Four, I think people are going to be oh, fucking yeah. pumped no, if, for. Oh yeah, no. If theaters are open, people will go to the theaters to see Matrix. Yeah, that's I I. Yeah, I, I would pre- like, I would prefer not to watch the Matrix Four on my television. Exactly, <laughs> I think the Matrix Four might actually kill it in the box office, <clears throat> um, and and might be like I think around here is when the movies are going to be that they're going to start doing the numbers that they want again. That's a long way uh, away, but I think you're. I, I think know. you're right, because there's no way any of these March yeah. April, like even if, even among people that are vaccinated, like just, I don't know, just the the ritual of like the the hardcore, Look, the people who really care about cinema and really it's like a big, just the ritual of going out and doing it is a big thing to them. They'll be out there, but it, that's not that's not yeah. enough to fuel an opening like you know fast and furious nine or whatever but up until fast nine mm-hmm. and black widow this is kind of a desert because again in previous years march yeah. april that's full-blown summer movie season and you look at this the schedule godzilla versus kong on march 31st that's not like the last godzilla and last king kong movies those were not blockbusters right like they did okay 
um, you know, Mortal Kombat will do yeah, okay, they, but it's they, not, yeah. I don't think know, people Mortal Kombat is not like a Marvel movie. Yeah, and then Black Widow. I'm, I'll be really curious right. to see how that does because that being an MCU movie, there's a benchmark there for like what an under. So you're talking right. about May seventh. That's not that far away. I be I will be really curious to see how that does. I would not uh, yeah. go to a theater. If to the see world it. all thought like me. Yeah. If the world was all like me, they wouldn't have enough theaters for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but I understand. I understand that it's probably not what's going to happen. Um, and I think Black Widow, I think people are ready for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. People are going to yeah, be like I think people are... scrambling for it. I think they'll see a boost, but I really don't think like... I was thinking F9, but I looked at Hobbs and Shaw and other like Fast and Furious box. They don't do as nearly as good as I thought they did. It's the more international. Office. I mean, they still it, do it, when you really see the good. international mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah. That's that's why. Uh, right. Yeah. Internationally, I think most of these will be killing it. Right. Uh, F nine will probably be great, but in terms of America, I think, I think it's going to take yeah, around fall. I think we're going to be coming out. Like, I do think the first the moment we think it's okay to see movies, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing it David. uh even if it's what <laughs> i need to well actually you here for a second what the the gross of the of fast and furious 8 was 1.2 billion oh i was looking at hobbs and shaw no hobbs and, hobbs and shaw, shaw was like, didn't do no, as well. it was like hobbs 800 shaw, yeah. million but yeah like the series yeah. proper okay well then f f9 maybe yeah <laughs> but honestly what might happen is like the conjuring the devil made me do it might be the highest grossing movie of all time because like they'll that's when like they'll announce like we did it covid's yeah. over you know what Peter's, i mean yeah, people are just Is gonna it's like, swarm out to just to do something yeah, yeah it could be Fuck it, conjuring three be out of give a shit oh <laughs> yeah let there be carnage and, is is going to do very well my friend <laughs> yeah so it might be that it might be just whatever movie happens to be out when people have like unanimously decided yeah. it's oh, over. Oh, you know what it's going to be? I can tell you right now what it's going to be. It's going to be that freaking Minions movie right. on July 2nd. It's going to be because that's <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be 4th of July weekend. You're going to have that and the Top Gun movie. The Top uh, Gun movie is going to get absolutely snowed under by Minions Rise of Gru. And that's when every kid <laughs> who has been cooped up doing school via Zoom They've not seen their friends in a year. They've not been to a movie in, in a year oh, and a half. God, and yeah. every kid in America and every parent is going to be eager to have Minions, the Riser Gru, babysit their kid for a couple of hours. And they're going right. to see that six times that weekend. They are just going to they're yeah. going to stay in the theater. And they're going to well, they're, they're fuel. <laughs> Folks are next door in the mall getting hammered at Chili's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And that's going to fuel like six more Minions films. It's going to single-handedly revive Hollywood. I I bet you're right. I bet it is the goddamn Minions movie. Yeah. I am, by the way, excited for Top Gun Maverick, even though I don't give a shit about Top Gun. Oh, hell yeah, because it's It's it's, it's Joseph Kaczynski. Yeah, it's the the director Director of Tron Tron Legacy. Legacy, So, fuck yeah. Uh, um, however problematic right, we should probably keep tom going cruise right is, i he does not make he does not crank out crap tom cruise there's a standard no, his mo- of yeah. his movies control. in general don't suck yeah uh yeah yeah 
We're going to see him almost die in a jet. Oh, yeah. No, he he will eventually kill himself for our entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Probably in space. Uh, almost we'll certainly in space. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about the Justice League. Yeah. Sorry, whatever. Everyone. It's the Justice League. Instead of being a four episode miniseries, it's now just going to be a four hour movie. Long, yeah. And now it's rated R. We got the first look at the Joker out of focus. Kind of, sort of. Don't know. Um, don't know why this matters. I mean, date. he's going to be in the movie for 28 seconds. What's the date for the, the yeah. Justice League Snyder Cut? 18th, I believe. Of they next bumped, month, right? They moved, yeah, they moved Godzilla vs. Kong back a week because uh, to accommodate the Snyder Cut. Okay. Coming to HBO Max. You know how I mentioned, I joked earlier that any podcast that was recorded before COVID, it just sounds like it's from the before times because it's like there's such a naivete. Mm-hmm. All pop culture discourse prior to the release of the Snyder Cut is going to sound so quaint because people are going to be like, oh, my God, they didn't know. They didn't know what was about to happen. Right. This is going to be yeah. such a disaster. Right. And the fans, yes. the, the DC yeah. fans are so angry and so toxic. And the way they swarm any criticism yeah. of, of Zack Snyder and they've been basically harassing people to get this made and you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah this guy who should not be trusted with a director's cut of anything like where it's just like i'm putting in all the stuff we cut during editing it's it's yeah that's 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 the thing we don't need yeah, the, <laughs> from you the yeah. scene is gonna be a disaster <laughs> like you most people <laughs> listening to this don't even know what it is to watch a four-hour movie like everything the entire rhythm of like oh it's 60 minutes in this is when the stakes rise and and something huge happens it's like oh no not in a four-hour movie you have no goddamn idea where you are in but, the hero's arc in a four-hour movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's also like yeah they have to be designed to be that this is like the work the work print it's, it is quite literally like, the work print yeah and if you've ever watched the work print of a movie you're like yeah this is why they don't release this yeah it's it's not it's plus, not gonna work plus this is something uh, where they they said okay yeah to finish the effects work and get this together we're going to budget like 20 or 30 million dollars because obviously effects work cost money wound up spending 70 million dollars wound up doing reshoots that he cobbled together with actors that were scattered around the world on other film sets so they would sneak <laughs> off and go into like a room with some blue screens and then he's going to CGI that stuff together to cobble together these scenes that he has decided in his crazy Zack Snyder brain that this so you've got this actor that's like 5 years older and has completely different hair and it's like you get you know jason yeah. momoa has like different tattoos now or whatever it's like no go <laughs> we're gonna pull you off the, off of the set of whatever you were filming to shoot this four minute long fill-in scene because i've decided i have to have this because the four hours of footage i have doesn't work unless we fill in this whatever i'm i i will watch this I will watch a hundred hours, literally a hundred hours of YouTube takedowns. <laughs> it, this is all I want in my life. Yeah. I, I am going to, I'm going to <laughs> quit working and just immerse myself in people being mad at the Snyder cut frame by frame. It's uh... going to change the world. We're going to be like, it's going to be like, Hey, remember in 2021 when like, 
they stormed the Capitol that one time and then the second time after the uh, Justice League Snyder cut. <laughs> like, it's just going to bring down society. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's this. This is. Yeah, I'm just I'm ex- <laughs> I'm excited for when we never have to talk about this movie again. I, I, I got to say. I'm very excited for the fact that I don't have to watch this. I feel free of this. I don't have, for example, a podcast where I talk about Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. What would that be like? What would that be like yeah, if that was your life? I don't have to think about this movie ever. But like, I, Jason, I'm with you where it's like, it's hard to look away. Um, it's going to be impossible to avoid if yeah. you're on entertainment the entertainment corner of the internet for any reason you're yeah. going to be inundated with this goddamn movie um, until people and decide to stop talking about it it's it's going to be gibberish it's going to be right? it's going to be the exact same movie it was 4 years ago uh but right. but longer yeah like that's and that i can't cuz he is like snyder has said the new footage is only about 4 minutes uh, it's only about how many? About four minutes. The new footage? The new footage. Tom, uh, how did not, he spend $40 not... million dollars on four minutes of additional? <laughs> and do you see like the redesign? Who's the main bad guy, the CGI, the garbage CGI bad guy in Dark this movie? Dark side. <clears throat> Dark side. And they redesigned it to, to look He's, much, much yeah. worse. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, yeah. the. Uh, oh, the. Yeah, yeah, no, they. I'm sorry, they've inserted Darkseid into the finale. They remade Steppenwolf, who was yeah. the original bad guy, uh, to right. to be like all spiky. Yeah, he's all spiky. It's like it's like a horrible this... design because there's like nothing to draw your eye. Like it, <laughs> you don't know what you're. Dumb. And it's like it's like this such a perfect representation because you've got a director who's like can't leave the house and so it had nothing to do but that waste the studio's money on this stupid vanity project that was demanded <laughs> by the worst fans with like catering to the worst impulses of fans who just think that what that movie needed was like two and a half more hours of it <laughs> right well, and there oh, was gosh. like the, just the 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 culture that rose up around it like like there was a version of the movie that was being suppressed and it's like that it didn't exist like yeah like there wasn't no they had to make it they had to make the version they had to give him 70 million dollars to finish the movie like there wasn't a cut that existed he had his work print that was it like so i would have so much respect for him if this ends up being like an oceans 11 heist where there's nothing and he disappears (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the like how i think it's how i think it's how i think avatar 2 is gonna go where it's just james cameron escaping into the ocean and there'd be no movie like it would be amazing still shot of him giving the camera the finger it's like yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it's just cuts to that like that thing and we just never hear minutes. Zack Snyder again that montage you get at the end of the heist movie where they're just all on like a yacht like with all their money and they've made it and it's like they've <laughs> they've outsmarted the authorities and they've gotten away clean and it's just that it's just him like in, looking into his, his phone yeah. and he's out in the Caribbean living under it an assumed name he like pulls off his wig and he's just like you'll never find me <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, exactly. Oh man! Because again, it's not like um, it's not like this I, is a four-hour of like some random movie. The the, the Justice League, to, in my <laughs> mind, exists it's like a uniquely bad movie. 
Yeah, because it was so cobbled together. There's yeah. scenes you can tell were like shot day for night and you, you can tell where they've like CGI yeah. out the night to have it take place or like it took place indoors and they changed the location outdoors, but still lit like it's indoors. Like, you know what I mean? Like it looks, you can tell it's like so cropped mm-hmm. in and cobbled together. It just, all of the, um, all of the reshoots to the, all the Joss Whedon stuff is so like you get whip, oh, you, God, you, yeah. you get whiplash watching Justice yeah, League because he has like no <laughs> visual yeah. style of his own. He shoots like a TV director. It's man, I'm being mean to Joss Whedon in this episode. It's it's just it, like that movie. It's accurate. It's, it's just it's like <laughs> like Man of Steel. Some people don't like it, but it's like a distinct movie with a distinct voice. I know it's got weird moments, but it's got a distinct look. Like Justice League compared yeah. to that is just this again i know it was made under tragic circumstances i get it but it's just so everything about what we hate about how blockbusters are made now where there's like no plan and you kind of like with you watched that last star wars movie and it's so clear that they like had to create entire plot threads in post like in editing and like with pickups and it's like it's stuff that that was added very late um so the idea of just, like just they, <laughs> what's that? I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just reliving the fact that they resurrect Palpatine in the opening text scroll. It's incredible. Yeah, very <laughs> that it was it was <laughs> late in the like, process that they came up with that. Yeah, they're like, welcome to welcome to Star Wars. So as you know, Palpatine's back. <laughs> anyway, let's let's start with the movie. It's like fucking what? <laughs> Yeah, I would. Yeah, this is going to be my God. I would unironically love to watch. I'm not being sarcastic at all. Like an actual honest making of The Last Jedi that actually explained how they had to cobble that together. Like where it's like being very blunt, because I don't doubt there was like a heroic effort on some effects people. And that they had to like, like there's stuff where they like 80 yard in dialogue from behind characters that clearly was to try to to cobble in these entire new plot points where it's like, we have to go to blank planet now. And that line was said from behind somebody. (laughs) It's like, Oh man, like I I would love to be there in the editing bay and see what they were up against in like the mandates they had from Disney and why stuff had to be dropped, why the original plot lines and why the script they were working with didn't work and how they had to like, kind of like build an entire new, movie in the editing bay it feels like and then they they came and they came back and did pickups and did effect stuff and but like i think that would be fascinating to see how they kind of had to cobble that together on a tight deadline they couldn't push it back i bet it's really interesting because i bet it was a lot of effort to get this movie that everyone hated (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, you'll ne- you'll just... never see that behind the scenes no, uh, no, 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 thing no. either. Just like you'll you'll never you'll never see a, a candid behind the scenes of the Justice League movie. Yeah, at least not for like twenty more years. Yeah. Uh, then when people stop giving a shit, <laughs> well, we gotta wait. For, to we gotta wait both... for a couple of people to die <laughs> before yeah, they yeah, talk yeah. about these movies. <laughs> but this, like this, in Star Wars, it's just wild to me that the cheapest part of making a movie is writing it. Like they can. Do they know that? Do they know that when someone like makes a script, they can say, "Okay, do it again," or like write two more so like, we have the full and it's trilogy? Like comparatively, very cheap. Uh, yeah, to, re- to remake like just, the movie at that stage. 
yeah just write the movies first like just write the, if you're if you know you're making star wars and you're making three of them write them write the three movies get lock them down be like all right we have the movies planned uh now let's make them it's not it shouldn't be this hard it's wild that it's the these are the biggest movies the biggest budgets yeah and they they're they're completely thrown together apparently uh what the what the hell yep i'm being um, i'm being yeah. silent here because i could talk for the next two hours about <laughs> about yeah. how it got we to be gotta, like that we, all right we, yeah. let's move on i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna on. opt to skip over our final one sure. because i don't think does anybody have anything passionate to say about it um oh no it's just john m Chu's directing wicked checks out he, yeah. he direct i believe he he directed in the heights which is another one that was yeah. supposed to come out last year. Uh, it'll be fun. So uh, let's talk about some more producers. Um, yeah, let's, let's do it. thank some more producers. I, 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 I thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you very much. Thank you to Hiram. Uh, thank you to Oh Great. It's that guy. Mm. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to Normal Man Andrew McGuire. Mm. Thank you to Ozzy. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Tip drizzle thank you to frank lee amish mm, let me jump in here uh thank you to burrito mouth all right thank, thank you. you to mrs voitus thank you to the thank ghost you. of dave thomas thank you to thank aaron you. burser yeah thank you to david knife boot henson knife boot mba cpa thank you to christopher robert sparts esquire thank you thanks to Mackenzie righteous hand of the lizard people chill thank, thank you. you to funky j funky j thank you to pie guy Whew. now dave what? We're already almost two hours into this, <laughs> so just cut. Who could have? Who could have predicted? So just cut the shit, right. and tell me about a movie that deserves more hype. Okay, I have a movie that deserves more hype. Yeah, you do. Um, I've been waiting for this one for a while because I knew it existed. Uh, this is called Jumbo. Sure. Uh, it's coming out March eighteenth. It's got a pretty good rating on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy six. Nothing amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a it's about a woman fucking a carnival ride. Yeah, yeah. But it's like an indie film. It's actually about a woman who is in love. Yes, in love with a carnival ride. Um, one of the ones that spins you around. Uh, she is a she is the um, custodian at a at a carnival during the night shift. Uh, Jumbo, which is the name of the ride um starts like coming to life i think it seems to be sentient it looks or it's yeah, at it, least it, lights up it appears that way maybe she lights it up um this review from variety like like compared it to et or close encounters but i guess it's like et if if they fucked the alien mm-hmm. um they describe at least one erotic scene between the main character and the uh jumbo the ride that involves oil dripping Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's i don't know check out the trailer it's this is everything i'm describing is done in like an art house uh style what do you guys think of this um i mean i don't know it looks i mean it looks fucking wild so i'll probably watch it and to be clear it's like a sundance favorite like it's like a serious type movie yeah it, that's exploring mm-hmm. uh you know yeah. like the nature it's the nature uh, of french i think love or or whatever it's one of those things where it's highly symbolic and i probably am am too yeah uh dumb to know what it's symbolizing or am too emotionally stunted 
Um, but for me, it has the same issue with The Shape of Water, uh, which is a, like this beautiful story and it's beautifully told. But if you make the main character male, it's a whole different thing because like again, The Shape of Water, if that's a dude banging right. this female fish monster, it suddenly has like a different, it just feels different. And like this movie, if it's a young yeah, guy, mean, it's just like a guy cranking off on it on an amusement park ride, which you can actually see at any amusement park. Like if you hang out there long enough, uh, so it's one yeah. of things where somewhere there's a there's a. I was just gonna say somewhere there's a custodian. Uh, at an amusement park looking at this trailer and he's just like oh so when I do it it's gross I see but when this lady does it it's beautiful okay okay I'm suddenly in trouble for jerking off at the tilt-a-whirl yeah yeah he's just so outraged yeah (laughs) fucking bullshit no you're absolutely right Jason (laughs) so it's a great observation with this yeah um it's uh (laughs) I don't know. It's it's. I love this this sort of genre because yeah, it's it's about being in love with an object. It might have to do with nostalgia, and there's probably some deep meaning, but it is just someone sort of jerking it on a carnival ride. Ultimately, and I'm sure that's the point of the movie. Like this uh, ride cannot actually love her back, and so yeah. there's this whole thing with like you know something being the target of infatuation, but it's it's all in your head. Like it probably is some beautiful statement about the nature of right. you know convincing yourself you're in love with something that you can't actually talk to or whatever uh so you know i don't want to cheapen it but (laughs) still um yeah no we can cheapen it that's that's what we're here to do that's kind of what we're here to do did you guys see i never saw lars and the real girl but i I assume that's that's sort of this right no 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 lars and the real girl is more i've never seen it lars and the real girl is more like the emperor's new clothes where yeah. it's like Ryan Gosling plays this uh, emotionally stunted man uh, who lived at home with his father forever. Then his father died very suddenly. Um, he has he. It, it's never said he has some sort of emotional or or, or social disorder. Um, but he starts dating this sex doll, uh, and and but like treats her like she's real and brings her out on dates and brings her to like social gatherings and stuff like that. And the entire town just sort of agrees to play along with it because it's clear he's working through something and he has to kind of work through it in his own time. Right. It's a, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's actually a really sweet movie. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've heard it's a very good movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's very different. It's never presented as though the doll is real or anything like that. Or that the the relationship is real? No, it's not like her. I loved how Herd handled it. Yeah, no, it's not like you her. You think it's gonna be a problem when the friends find right, out? Right, it's like a common thing. And the thing. friends are all like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a common thing." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so good. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, people check out this trailer, Jumbo. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it really comes down to like I'm not entirely sure what I'm seeing here. Uh, it's great when a movie has a unique premise, you know? Yeah. That's kind of why I chose this over everything else, which is like, you know, big swing. So, so is shape of water that didn't really work out. 
But uh, well, I mean, it I got mean, it, it got. It depends on your yeah, definition. I think it won of 13 yeah. Academy Awards. That's true. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's gonna be that's gonna be one right where it's we're gonna be looking back and being like, really? Well, it, it doesn't hold up like something like the artist <laughs> won all the awards. Yeah, exactly. Which we, yeah, which yeah. we to this like day we all still picture the artist that movie at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Check out the trailer for Jumbo. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will do yeah. that. Do it. Do it. Um, well, folks, that's a sewed. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, you guys want to chat for like eight more minutes so we get the two hour I mark I want to shill no. again for 30 coins on HBO or HBO Max, any of your HBO <laughs> platforms. It's a show from, I think, Spain. Basically imagine like the Evil Dead universe. Only there's no sign of like slapstick or like self awareness. It's played totally straight, and it's spectacular. It's I I am totally serious. It is it is incredibly well made. I am. It is Lovecraftian monsters and just so it's so over the top and goes to such like it will continually surprise you. But it's not winking at the camera at all. Everybody in that in that show they do not know they're in an evil dead universe. This is their real lives. And it's, it's, uh, uh it's amazing. I'm going to check the, this out. I'm looking the at it right designs now. It looks, are it looks wonderful. Boss. The action is expertly staged. Like it's just well-made top to bottom. The performances are probably great. Huh. It's kind of hard to tell cause it's subtitled. So I, it's kind of hard to detect good or bad acting when you, it's not in right. your language. So you just, uh, you know, it's yeah, but yeah, I'll check this out. Yeah, man, man. Yeah, if you're somebody that is listening um, this because you like my books, you'll like this show. Like it's not it's not played for laughs, but it's it's uh it's kind of it's the type of horror that I do where it's not the horror is not implied. It's it's a big giant monster in the middle of the right. screen and it's a giant spider with the head of a baby and it's and it's chasing yeah. it's like oh yeah this is uh, it's just, it's a real problem uh, like it's yeah so it's anyway but yeah no i'm not i am not sarcastically recommending it or i'm this is it's it, it's it it was something i discovered because it found it deep in the menus on HBO max. Like, what is this? And it's like, I, I am hooked on it. It's so, yeah. If you're looking for something to watch and I'm betting you are, there's something right there. Yeah. It's the director of witching and bitching, which is a, um, it's like the streaming equivalent of those, you know, like you remember the video store covers where you're like, I always walk by that and I see it all the time. I always see this movie advertised on streaming. I've never watched it. Uh, it's quite it's a, like it's quite ups- a title. Yeah, it is. You'd know that you'd know the cover if you saw it. Um, it's one of those. Uh, they also did the Oxford Murders, uh, which has Elijah Wood and Ian McKellen in it. Wait, why haven't I watched this? <laughs> it's a crime thriller. Sorry. I mean, now I'm going down a rabbit hole on IMDb. Um, yeah. How about we uh, tell them what to do, Dave? All right. Well, Jason, first of all, thanks for being on. And do do you want to do you have anything else you want to plug? It's just or just uh, 30 coins. No, it's for the next uh, like 18 months. It will just always be the one book I have out. (laughs) 
<laughs> it will be Zoe punches the future right. in the deck. If I'm a full-time author, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I'm pushing. Otherwise, you can find me on any social media platform that exists. Just Google my name or put it into the search box. You'll find it. It's it's not it's not hard to find. Excellent. But otherwise, yeah, um, the books. Yeah. The books are, that's the only thing, that's the only thing I have in my life. <laughs> so freedom. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. On there, you got exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Mm. We have a tier where you can watch movies with us every Friday night. Uh, I don't know what we're going to watch tonight. Who can say? It'll be a treat. Um, you just show up and find out. Yeah. Yeah, you just show up. It's usually, I don't know, we did like, what was last week, Tom? Do you remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know we did uh, the Japanese house and then the Evil Dead too. No, that Army wasn't last. I think we watched all the, that uh, no, we watched like Kong and Godzilla. Oh, and, um... right. We did the trilogy. We did, um, we did, um. Uh, Kong Skung Island, um, Godzilla King of the Monsters and The Wizard. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic trilogy. Anyway, check that out. Yeah. Check our, our page. We also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash game employed. We can get uh, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Uh, so check that out. Do it. Oof. Oof. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's be done. Yep. Sorry Say I made goodbye. the episode right, so long again. <laughs> goodbye. Everybody. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.